So we ended the first half talking about Scotsmen in England. Oh, what is this? 1892, uh, because I've spoken with lots of people about the history of football, and it does seem that Scotland invents, England develops. Um, but you were telling me about two of the great team who are chronicled in Make Minor Double, the lockdown legends. One's gone to Preston, one's gone to Wigan. Have you been able at St Johnston to promote from within? Is there succession planning? Yeah, six of the players who, who, who won the Scottish Cup came through this development, which is fantastic. The, uh, the role of Alistair Stevenson as youth coach, um, I've got him mentioned throughout the book as well as one of the people that I've, I've interviewed. And we take great pride in that as a club, and then obviously without, you know, I think obviously a lot of the fans didn't want to see Ali McCann leave as, as maybe early as he did, but the club have, have made some good money there. And they nurtured him, and we've got a guy, Liam Gordon, who's still with us. He, he's a Perth boy. He was with Hearts as a youngster, but he's now come back to us. Stevie May, young Perth boy, as he said, back at the club, scoring goals again. It, it, there, there's some great oral stories of, of, of success, and I think, I think married to what I said earlier, the continuity that we've had on and off the park, plus the fact that a lot of these guys are local, is, is just all it's been a bit of a perfect storm, really. You know, you've still got to have a bit of luck to win cup ties and, and to win trophies. And we we certainly had, probably had a little bit of that when you win penalty shootouts and you you have the, the heroics of our goalkeepers and our Clark uh, to beat Rangers in the quarter final, which everyone will remember for the rest of their lives probably. So it, it, it's come together so well, and obviously we hope Ali and, and Jason have great careers. But I'd, I'd, I'd be pretty certain that one of the two of them will end up coming back to St Johnston later in their career. That's I'd, I'd what we were of, saying in the first half. You can check out check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Uh, I'm talking to Ed Hodge, who has written two books, Our Day in May, uh, about St Johnston's was it Scottish Cup win in 2015. Scottish Cup, yep. Scottish Cup win in 2014, and we've just done the double uh, in, in this past season. Indeed, although the European adventure ended. I suppose, do you mind? Because the Conference League would have meant you'd been jetting off to no disrespect to insert Eastern European nation here. But uh, to lose the the, uh, Europa League qualifier to Galatasaray and Lask in the Conference League uh, means that you don't have Thursday night football. It's one game a week. Do you think with the squad you would have been more severely tested than Rangers-Celtic? Definitely more severely tested, but it was still a disappointment. You know, we really ran Galatasaray close, uh, a couple of great games. And then the, that last team, have, I've got quite a lot of European experience as well, and they, they played well at Perth. And it was, it was a close game, but they, they probably shaded it. But I think if you'd said to me we were going to have Thursday night football at Perth till Christmas, I think that was basically the carrot that was there for the club. To, to reach the group stage, I, I think we would have all taken it. It, yeah. it would have it would have impacted on our league form, and I think there's been still some impact on our league form given our position at the moment. But as I said earlier, I, th- I think things will start to turn around, even though we've got some tough fixtures ahead. Yeah, you've almost but played the, everyone once, and you've only won two. And you, I'm sure you'll ingress to the mean at some point once you get more rest. Have you had any injuries this season? Yeah, we've lost Liam Gordon, um, our defender. So the, the back three last season was Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon and Jamie McCartan. It really hardly changed at all. It was the, the backbone of our success. But we lost Jason Kerr to Wigan, as I said. Gordon's been injured. So McCartan has, has still been in there. But we've now, you know, things have been chopping and changing a little bit at the back. We know we've actually brought in F.E. Ambrose, who used to be at Celtic. 
uh, a couple of others have come up on loan. We've got a, a lad, Reese uh, Devine, on loan from Man United as well. So, but, you know, there's changes at the back, and I think I think until that kind of settles down, then you'll probably see some inconsistency with the results. But I think once we have a settled team again, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. we'll, we'll kick on and, and get up mid-table. And, and the, the top six this season is going to be a challenge because you've got Rangers and Celtic, Hearts and Hearts have started well. And United have started well, so it's probably going to be a fight for that sixth place, really. But to be honest, St Johnson's target every year is, is really to stay up. Well, you know, it, it's, it sounds a bit negative, but we've been punching above our weight for so long that fans obviously now expect to kind of finish mid-table. But but really, staying up is the priority every season. Well, I hope you stay up because obviously Stu Cosgrove has his platform every weekend. You were on off the ball to promote our day in May in 2015, and I spoke to Andy. Bolin, um, who writes for the show, and uh, it's live, it's completely live, and you're supposed to be there the whole time, at any point Stu can turn to you. Was it the kind of adrenaline rush that you'd imagine golfers get on the first tee when the mics were yeah, live? It's, it's a great show, I wasn't it, you know, all my, all my days really, because it's been going on for so long now, it's a great show on the, on the weekend, even my mum, uh, Sterling, enjoy, enjoys listening to it. Because of the the banter, as she calls it, it's 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 Good great, crack. and uh, yeah, it's great crack, and they they're, they're always there with a joke. But but yeah, it's it's, it's live. You you've got to be on your toes. Um, you know, as you say, you're never quite sure what's coming coming next. And I remember getting a couple of questions thrown at me that I had to deal with pretty quickly. Otherwise, you're dead air. You know, yeah, it's dead air on the radio. So yeah, that was good fun, and. Uh, in twenty and twenty fifteen, Stuart and Tam do a great job. Mm-hmm. Tam Cowie as well. Are you invited back to promote this second book, which I will again say is called Make Mine a Double, out on Arena Sport? Uh, the lockdown legends and Johnston winning two trophies in front of eerily empty stadia. Um, but yes, will you be invited back? You better speak to Mister Cosgrove on that. I've not heard yet, so you might need to chase him up. For I me. I wonder if it's because he knew that it was Ryder Cup season. And when's race to Dubai? Is that soon? I don't know. I think it just tied in well. I think we actually did that the day before we were actually launching the book from memory, I think, because it was a 2015. I might have been on there the day before, so uh, it just tied in really well. So, And, and they have a lot of guests on, so... Hmm. Um, Oh, uh, but Stuart's in the book. That was great. He he did a nice little piece on on David Wallerspoon, our midfielder, who played a key role in the cup success. So it was great to get Stuart's contribution at the in the kind of fan section at the back. He tends to write books about Motown, and has he got one about Muhammad Ali? Is yeah, he's, Stuart's multi-talented Prolific. across various areas. He's he's a really intelligent guy. And mm-hmm. Great knowledge of of music. Great knowledge of of kind of programming and and radio and, and St Johnson's is you know kind of you know passion on the side so to speak that he's had all his life and having grown up in Perth and he I guess, guess it's great for St Johnston and, and fans like me to hear him you know regularly talking about St Johnston it probably annoys other smaller clubs the, the amount of attention St Johnston maybe take from from Stuart but we're, we're not complaining we're, we're always good to be in the news and I think obviously the last year he's maybe been mentioned to St Johnston even more. Yes, <laughs> actually I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully go back and, and read some stuff of his. Make Mine a Double is the new book The Lockdown Legends. Uh, you won the Scottish Cup 1-0. I would hope that a huge bonus went to Mr Booth because I saw the goal scored by Rooney but what a brilliant way to win the ball back 
about yeah. 30 yards from the opposition goal. Did you speak to Booth about it for the book? Yeah, obviously I, I spoke to everybody who, who was involved in, in both cup successes, which was fantastic. Uh, I got great access to all the players through, through Callum Davidson, the manager. You know, the publisher actually said he, he probably wouldn't get that type of access at the bigger clubs. You know, the time I got with every player, you know, if you can get 15 minutes with every player, then, then great. That's what it wouldn't nice to do. Uh, it's longer interviews with other players. But, but Booth was... Um, yeah, he was delighted to talk about that. He's kind of known as, as tackles now to the fans <laughs> because that was a, a double tackle which um, found its way to you know, David Wellerspoon and he, he crossed it for, for Rooney and the, and the rest is history. And it's, it's incredible that both the goals for Rooney came in the 32nd minute, both finals. Mm. It just absolutely crazy when you think about it. And um, Saints have been good like this the last 10 years. That Once we get ahead, we're pretty hard to break down. The goals came at the right time, sends an obvious thing to say when they're both scored at the same time in both finals, but the, the goals really did come at the right time in those games for us. And we we kind of had to weather a storm against Hibs, and particularly in the semi-final, actually, of the, of the League Cup before we went on to win that 3-0. And the role that Booth played in, in that goal will, will almost go down in history for, for the Cup final. What is it like for a player? Um, because it's not a training game. They're not playing what is it, bibs, possibles versus probables. You're playing a final where a trophy is at stake. The only people you can hear is Callum Davidson yelling and the opposition yelling. Um, I suppose if you're in the zone anyway, you don't hear the fans, but without the white noise, did it help? Well, it's definitely, you know, I wasn't at any of them either. Obviously, there were you know, a couple of guys in Saints TV and, and club officials at other games mm-hmm. that, that I know were there and were able to tell me a little bit about it, but they there are hugely eerie atmospheres, and as you say, you can really just hear the manager talk. But I think what the other interesting thing is, well, you can also hear all the subs as well and the uh, support they were giving to fellow players on the pitch. And I think, I think, I think Saints just possibly adjusted to it maybe better than other teams. Uh, you know, Hibs on paper should have beaten us in the semi-final. On paper, they should have beaten us in the. In the final of the Scottish Cup, but but Saints beat them in both in both competitions, and it's whether or not we just maybe had that mentality of you know we could handle the occasion better than they could. It's it's really difficult to say. I, th- I think if you speak to all the players, obviously they wanted fans there. Uh, clearly, I th- particularly with the celebrations at the end, they were you know you lift the trophy and hoist it up and everyone goes crazy. But then after kind of ten minutes, you're like, well, you know, you're back down the tunnel because there's there's no one in the stadium. That was the biggest disappointment for all the players oh. from speaking to them all that that'll... And of course, having won that... one trophy, you, yeah. you are in the mindset, you've got the game time to be able to see out the second final. Even though there were like seven months between them because the Scottish League Cup final is in like late October? early uh, no, December? No, it, no, it was different um, this last year. The, the League Cup final was in February. Saints won both trophies in three months in terms of the finals. The, the Scottish Cup was kind of crammed in at the calendar late in the season because it had been suspended because of COVID and mm-hmm. they brought it back. And there was some discussion that the Scottish Cup might not get played and they managed to get it going again. And the other benefit the Saints had was that the Scottish Cup games after the League Cup then became really thick and fast. It was almost like a cup you know, every two weeks. Now, usually you wait like so long for a cup tie, don't you? Yeah, between, that's what I meant. Between, yeah. You know, Saints were playing like fifth round, quarter final, semi-final, like bang, bang, bang. And obviously, when you're a team in form, and the games are coming thick and fast. You know, there's nothing better for players 
just to keep playing games and keep winning games. And and that's what they that's what they did. Uh, they, they just rode this momentum, this crest of a wave, to coin a phrase, and, and and away they went. They just, they just kept going, and you know, scored goals at the right time, as I said. But the, the team was pretty settled, other than the challenges we had ahead of the final. There was a, there was a, a COVID outbreak at the club just ahead ahead of the the Scottish Cup final. The last couple of games of the season obviously affected everybody, but Saints hadn't really been affected the whole season, and it came at the worst possible time, but. Lo and behold, the stars aligned and, and Carroll managed to probably get the team that he wanted out in the park for the cup final because the the, the isolation periods for COVID had, had passed and just the cards kind of fell perfectly for him. Sean Rooney, where's the statue going to be? Yeah, I, I saw him on, on Sunday when we had the, the launch at the club. He's, he's picked up an injury and he was a wee bit down in the dumps at the weekend. But he, yeah, cult hero forevermore. Uh, Two, two, um, two big headers to win both finals and he only arrived at the club uh, the previous summer from Inverness. He was on a... Uh, the deal had been done on a pre-contract but he didn't arrive till this summer. And I think there could be a few statues around McDonald Park these days, to be yes. honest. You know, people used to talk about a Tommy Wright statue and then and as the greatest ever manager and then Calm is obviously now the greatest ever manager in the club's history. And yeah, Rooney will always... Have that till his dying day, won't he? Indeed. What, well, what, what he did. Talking of statues, um, I was I always look at the players who have played the most games for a club, and I'm delighted to do two things. Tick St Johnston off my list. I'm trying to read the 92, but I'm nearly finished, so I'm also reading Scottish clubs. And I've spoken to Jackie McNamara for Celtic. Um, Andy Bollen is a fan of Wraith, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't spoken to Gordon Brown yet. But I, like you, uh, Andy is the, his club's second most famous fan. Uh, but I do delight to give you the Football Library membership card, uh, which will have a player or manager of your choice on it. So if you were to pick a St Johnston player-manager on it, can I suggest Roddy Grant, or is there, have you got a better offer? Yeah, I, I met Roddy at the weekend as well. He's a director at the club now. He, he helped organise the, the, the day we had with the, the book sales on, on Sunday and Roddy plays an integral part behind the scenes. One of the players I first watched when McDermott Park as a stadium was built in 89 and Roddy was in that team of 89, 90, 1991. Uh, Alex Totten was manager. Uh, so, yeah, Roddy would um, certainly be up there. And he, again, he's one of the, the fans at the back of the book who, who contributes because I was desperate to get him in the in the book, given how much he, how much he still does for the club, but if, am I am I allowed to pick any player of of any year or anyone you want? Well, it, Rooney was would be the obvious one, but I think given what Callum has done and and actually his his playing career at St Johnson was very strong as well. You know, people forget that Callum is our record transfer sale when he went down to Blackburn Rovers. Uh, for 1.75 million. That's where I know the name. I have heard yeah, of Callum David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he ended up at, at Preston and uh, and at Leicester as well. And mm-hmm. So yeah, it has to be, it has to be Callum, obviously, because he had a tremendous playing career with St Johnston. Um, went on to win a number of Scotland caps. Actually, won at Wembley with Scotland in '99 in the playoff game. Uh, we we lost the first leg to the yeah, Bulls double. Yeah. yeah well, we're 2-0 down for the first leg, but we... Don Hutchinson. We, uh, 
we won one nil. Yeah, Donovan should say, but we didn't get the didn't get the equaliser to take that to extra time. But Calm was left back that day against David Beckham on the right hand side. It would have to be Calm given his achievements as a player and then what his, what he's achieved in the last year. I think everybody wanted him as manager when Tommy left. It was a really difficult one because Tommy had been there for so long and a great success. Uh, Calm was making a name for himself down at Millwall. And it was quite a hard decision for him, I know, to come back, but I'm not sure he would have even dreamed of the success he's had. Uh, but uh, let's just hope we can keep him for a few more years and, and try to have more success. Yeah, well, now he's broken the... Um, it, it feels like a Sid Waddell situation. Alexander the Great at 27 wept when he's got no more worlds left to conquer. Callum yeah. Davidson, no more worlds left to conquer. If he's beaten it's, diff- it's difficult. He's had that question a lot, actually, whether he takes Johnston now, and, it, and it, it is difficult. It has to be said, you know, it's very difficult to win silverware in Scotland given the might of the bigger city clubs. So winning another trophy is obviously going to be difficult. But I think certainly he was pretty frustrated not to win one of the European ties. I think he would love to get things back into Europe and and try and uh, have mm. another crack at Europe. But again, that's it's going to be difficult. But I, I guess from his point of view, he's, you know, it's a bit like a new project at the moment. As I say, we've lost a couple of players. He's a fat guy, Melamed, the Israeli striker. I should have mentioned him as well. He played a great part our season as well, scored some big goals at key times last season. But he went back to Israel. So we've lost him up front as well. And he uh, he needs replaced as well. We've got a lad who's come in from, from Finland, Vertunen. But he's not played much at the moment. So... Yeah, it's it's maybe a new it's a new challenge for Callum this season at the moment, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, it reminds me of Sean Dyche already how it's just integrating the new blood into the group and hoping that you finish one of in England seventeen best, in Scotland ten best. Mm. Um mm. So, yeah, I wish St Johnston well. Uh, I'm conscious that I've got to get the twenty fourteen cup win into this, and I'm gonna do it uh-huh. in this manner. I just had a look at Jeff Brown's Wikipedia page. Jeff is the Owner Steve is now the chairman, who is his son. And in 2006, to mark Brown's 20th anniversary as chairman, the Perthshire Advertiser published his Best of Saints 11 from uh, the 80s until 2006. So what I'll do is I'll read that 11. And then I'd like to ask if any of the 2014 team can replace any of those 11. So I'm not going to bring the... um, Obviously... um, Sean Rooney is there at the back. But the 11 are as follows, and you'll remember watching these guys. Alan Mayne, Mark Trina, Callum Davidson, Tommy Turner, Sergei Baltacher, yeah, father yeah. of, uh, yeah. Alan Kernigan, Alan Moore, John O'Neill, Ronnie Grant, Paul Wright, Harry Curran. So those are players you would have watched as a Ben. Yeah. At, uh, well, uh, well, firstly, at uh, Merton Park, mm-hmm. and then at Medemid Park. So um, that's the... Up until 2006. Now, using the team that won the Cup in 2014, who feature in our day in May, beating Dundee United 2-0, um, do, does any of that team f- replace any of those older players? Yeah, the team from that you mentioned there, the Jeff's picks, uh, from 2006, as you said, from the, the newspaper piece, I think, were the guys that I watched first at St. Johnston in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, and really difficult to probably replace any of them, but I would, I would probably replace the right back, uh, Dave Mackay, instead of Mark Trainer. Trainer was was terrific, but Dave Mackay was our captain who won the, 
led us to success in 2014 and a really dependable right back. Also came out with some big goals at times as well. Stephen Anderson was our centre half. He scored the opening goal in the Scottish Cup final in 2014 as well. He'd probably claim as well to our centre half position in that side. And Jeff's side. A difficult up front. He obviously mentioned Roddy Grant again, but I think you know Stevie made 27 goals in in season 2013-14. Hard to leave him out as well. I think. So you know, you know, a front, a front two, and a and a mythical world of Roddy Grant laying off headers into the path of Stevie May would have been quite would have been quite some strike force. I'm sure it'll happen someday if they can turn Abba <laughs> into holograms. I've just written this piece about Abba, so Abba uh, on the mind. Uh, but those players, obviously, we could do this in ten years' time uh, after yeah. St Johnson have um, won more trophies, and perhaps the names <laughs> yeah, so. Murray Davidson, David Wotherspoon, Stephen Anderson. And Liam Craig will be mentioned. Liam Craig, as far as I can tell, will overtake Stephen Anderson as... He's gone, he's gone past him already. Has yeah. gone past him, yeah. fab. No, yeah, he had a presentation uh, at the club on, on Saturday ahead of Livingston game. So he's now our record uh, appearance holder. And he's, you know, well, he's probably going to add another 20 to that list anyway if he doesn't uh, pick up any injuries. Mm. But, but so Liam's, uh, Liam's a, a complete club stalwart, yeah. Much like Stephen was, and Stephen retired in 2020 or moved on? Yeah, he just retired from football and um, he's still in the kind of Perth area. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't think that record was going to be beaten, but, but Liam has. I think that goes back to what I said about players staying at the club. And, you know, Murray, Murray Davison might go past Liam because Murray's a little bit younger than Liam, so it's incredible. That's lovely. To, that's yeah, really, they, really good. Because it's just, a workplace. You're going to the workplace, just, you're playing with friends. Yeah, they just keep they just keep going season after season. Like David Wallace just signed a new contract as well for a couple more years. You know, I would probably stick my neck out and say that Wallerspoon is probably St Johnson's greatest ever player now. Oh, um, well, I learned that he was a boyhood fan. So that must yeah. have been a delight talking to him for the book. Yeah, he's terrific. I get yeah, again I saw him on Sunday, I get up well with David and he had some difficult times at Hibs that didn't quite work out. Again, he's just found a home at St Johnston and he's got this kind of step over the, the spoony chop, which has now become <laughs> absolute iconic status. You know, I, I was actually up at Dundee a couple of weeks ago. We were the quarter final of the League Cup at Dundee a couple of weeks ago, which was great to be up there. And they won 2 0. And David went down the left and basically tormented the Dundee right by with like six step overs one after the other and every time he did it there was like a massive cheer from the Saints <laughs> crowd you know it was almost a little bit toying with the, the defender but he still got the cross in and he his all round play though you know he, he was always a kind of flair player that was maybe drifted in and out of games but he, he's now got this all round game to him and he's actually doing really well with, with Canada he was playing for Canada in their World Cup qualifiers last week. Canada are currently in a, in a World Cup qualifying position for Qatar. Mm-hmm. He, he qualifies for, for Canada through his mother. You know, I've had a few chats with my son because he loves watching Wellspoon as well. And I said, wouldn't it be incredible if Scotland reached the World Cup? So did Canada and Scotland ended up playing Canada in the Qatar World Cup with, with David Wellspoon playing for Canada. So that's a kind of pipe dream in the, in the Hodge household here. That, oh, well, it's, it's a dream for mine because I've just typed in Spoonie Chop and you know that someone on Etsy called Eamsy Art has oh. designed a poster, the Spoonie Chop, falling for it since 2009. And it's yeah, uh, a yeah. spoon. It's a, it's a defender uh, on his arse 
yeah. reaching out and Spoonie has obviously chopped it. Is it like um, does he use his uh, outstep to shuffle yeah, the ball along? What is the Spoonie it's, chop? It's funny. It's just, when I spoke to him, he, he has been doing it most of his career, but I think he's it's now become well. Obviously, he did it for the for the cup final winner against um, against Hibs, uh, where he you know he turned Gogic inside out on the left the left channel and put the ball back back stick for Rooney to head home but it's just it's more or less just a kind of quick step over and and, and then back on his right foot and then he kind of whips it in but he but he does it at such speed that you, you, you kind of know it's coming but you can't stop it mm. it's um it's a great bit of skill but he, he we, we had a laugh about it when we when I interviewed him because he said he's actually been doing it for so long but because there's so many clips of it now at key moments and games particularly for the last season, it, it now holds, I think I think I used the phrase, I, iconic status um, in the book for for what it means to St. Johnson fans because it, every time he does it now, there's like a massive cheer that goes up. It's like when <laughs> I, I used to watch Spurs and Stefan Freund, whenever he got the ball 45 yards out, shoot, yeah, he never scored. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Hogg never scored for Watford. There's always yeah. that one player. And that's the kind of thing that I enjoy about football. Anywhere in the world, you get these... Characters to finish, Ed Hodge. Uh, you've got you've written these two books, Our Day, Our Day in May, and Make Mine a Double. Is the next book going to be golfy? Oh, I'm not even thinking about another Good. book. I've said that to various people <laughs> in the last few weeks because it was such a it was quite a quick turnaround. Yeah, very quick months. turnaround. How? Yeah. What kind of period did you do the interviews in? Yeah, like a week. It was it was it was difficult. I've got to say, it was one of the biggest challenges I've had because I had quite a busy summer with with my freelance work that I do um, with, with golf events. So I, I basically did this book at night. I've, I've got to be honest. Um, a few a few days days off when I managed to interview players and things like that, but more or less turned around sixty eight thousand words in, in two months, um, and then all the proofreading. Uh, which I've got to say is one of the hardest parts of, of doing a book. You know, I actually do enjoy putting a book together and, and interviewing players and uh, got some help with transcribing because transcribing interviews takes time as yep. well. And to get some help there was a huge help to me. But I, th- I think the, the proofreading, I find, you know, you get other people to proofread it as well, but you, you, you kind of know your subject so well that even the proofreader might not see something that you have spotted. So you end up proofreading two or three times, and it's you know you still wait. You kind of wake up in the night, you know, oh, I've, I'm not, you know, I've made a mistake there. Or you, you get so close to the project that it becomes quite becomes quite all-consuming. So I'm, I'm pretty relieved that it's it's kind of out there because it was um, I've, I've never had a, a deadline like that before. Um, it's great to get it done, but um, I'm just going to kind of. Um, the, Come back to your question about an ex because it'll be a number of years before I consider yeah. another Well, when's the Ryder Cup next in Scotland? <laughs> well, two Ryder years, Cup. six years. No, 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 it's different. Ryder Cup. That was one of the reasons I did that book in 2014. That was that was Scotland's uh, only second Ryder Cup. The previous one had been 1971. Uh, the Ryder Cup only comes into Europe every four years, as you know, because you've got two years in America. Um, so Italy's 23. It's difficult, you know. A lot of countries won the Ryder Cup yeah. because of the money that it brings to the economy. You know, the Ryder Cup might not be back in Scotland until twenty, I don't know, forty or something. Well, it's, I suppose um, there's there's the Open um, every five years at Andrews. Yeah, yeah. There's a number of Scottish courses host the Open. Well, we're spoiled for choice up here with the amount of golf courses yep. that we have on our doorstep. It's incredible. 
Well, one of the um, most happenstance things that happened, 2007, I went to St. Andrews with Dad and it was the girls' open and we followed some of the course and the course leader was Melissa Reed, wow. as she was then. And so I've always yeah. remembered the name and it's yeah. amazing how Mel Reed is now Solheim Carp and doing yep. quite well in the majors. Um, and then in the men's, uh, McElroy has just won something. Again. Yeah, he's won his uh, 20th PGA Tour title on Sunday night. That's brilliant. And, and you will have... Have you had a sit-down with him? Uh, or just, a, just no, a kind of round table? No, yeah, I've been in a couple of interviews, but I've never spoken to him one-to-one. Uh, you know, there's, I know quite a lot of the Scottish golfers pretty well, because I've worked at Scottish Golf, uh, doing their kind of PR and comms for, for six years. So I know, I know the likes of Robert, Robert McIntyre, Grant Forrest, are coming through the ranks and doing really well on, on tour now. In fact, they've won on tour now already, so... It's great to see the, the Scottish lads coming through, but yeah, there's well, there's so many great golfers out there. It's it, it, it's so many golfers now go into maybe college golf in America and then come out and and, and kind of hit the ground running in the, in the pro ranks. So, you know, it was great to see Rory win because he, he had a difficult ride a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. But there's so many talented golfers out there in, in Europe and and uh, you know next round next round a cup in Italy in 2023, uh, Europe will be you know gunning to try and get the trophy back. Well, yeah, as as you know, we always do well. Unless there's a miracle, we always do well in Europe and not in America. Uh, but what does the rest of the year look like for you? Obviously, you're promoting this book, Make Mine a Double, The Lockdown Legends, which takes its place on the shelves of the football library next to Our Day in May. Both books about St Johnston. Um, do you have a busy November, December? Actually, I'm going to be a bit quieter uh, the next couple of months, which is nice, can have a bit more desk time, so... It's been a quite, I've had a really busy summer. It's been great. A lot of events that I've covered on, on the golf side of things as well. And then obviously doing this in my spare time, inverted commas. So we, we probably got another event for signings at Waterstones Perth. We're, we're trying to confirm a date for that probably into early November with, with Callum and a, a, a player as well will be there to sign books. So that'll be, that'll be great coming up to Christmas market as well. Kind of living the life of Callum Davidson. Uh, the League Cup semi-final, 5.15 uh, on November 20th. And you know when um, Celtic come to St Johnston? Is it the week before or something? These things always happen, don't they? No, it is. I've, I've got it here. Boxing Day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Boxing Day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I'd forgotten about the semi-final. You know, obviously I'll, I, You'll be there. I think we're, we're talking about a kind of family. I might even... My mum, uh, she turned 70 this year. Uh, she's talking about coming to that as well, so uh, should get a bit of a family day out to to Hamden for that one. See if we can keep this incredible cup record going, but yeah. that's going to be a hard. There's some beaten run. Running. This must be a hard one. Hard one against Celtic and Rangers and the Hibs are in the other semi final oh. so we've got a we might have a challenge here to keep the trophy run going. Jesus, <laughs> well, yeah. So so keep hold of that trophy that you were uh, by a couple of days ago. Well, the great thing was we beat Dundee in the League Cup final. It's not, not League Cup final, League Cup quarterfinals uh, a couple of weeks ago, which I thought was terrific because what it basically means is we've launched the book while we still hold the trophies because we're not yet out of the League Cup. So I was so happy that night that we reached the semi-final because we've basically been able to launch the book with the two trophies still at the club, which has been a nice touch because obviously the Scottish Cup doesn't start till you know. You know, the big boys come into it after after January, don't they? So it's great. I'm so happy we won at Dundee to to keep the two trophies out of the club. I think the league cup has to be handed back 
into next month because I think that, yeah the League Cup finals December the nineteenth. Right. Okay. So it's a week um, before that. Oh the, wow. The, okay. What, yeah. What you said earlier they're, they're actually doing the League Cup final before Christmas this year. So great. Um, but I think I think the the League Cup has to be handed back in a few weeks' time. So uh, great to have it, and then hopefully and does, we can. Does that mean that the header photo of your Twitter account Edge Hodge Sport is just going to have the one trophy instead of incredibly pinch your eyes? Two trophies. No, no, that's that, that's there. I'm out forevermore. I may Good. not change that header image ever. <laughs> I, I updated that quite quickly. That's definitely staying there because, uh, as much as I'd love to see it'll happen again, uh, and uh, I, you're going you're to have to send me a photo of you with those two trophies. <laughs> well, I got a couple of pictures the weekend. I did uh, with the trophies and the books in front of them, but I haven't, I haven't actually. I've kept, my Twitter account has been quite busy and I know that people probably get sick of me posting about St Johnston every day on Twitter so. Nonsense, pesh <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> who, who else is there's only about 10,000 people who can you did post something about Renton Laidlaw your colleague who got some really warm write-ups he seemed to be the yeah. David Ames of golf commentary yeah um, Renton uh, I met him a couple of times I didn't know him as well as, as Jock McVicker the, the yeah. Daily Express journalist who passed away at the start of the year as well um, but Renton's uh, another sad loss to golf. Just like the library! Just like the library!